Welcome back, everybody, to Perpetual Sports Talk. My name is Sean. And I'm Scott. It's, uh, we're just, we're trying some new things here that I hope the listeners appreciate, Scott. We, we upgraded a bit when it comes to uh, equipment and software, I guess. So hopefully we sound a little bit better for you, listeners. Uh, we're, always, we're always trying to please you. Well, coming at you live with two mics, we got to tweet out a picture of this setup, man, because this is this looks pretty legit. This is not bad. I don't know if any of you guys are aware of exactly how to podcast, but we got a little box. We got two mics. We're holding those mics. Feels pretty. We feel. I feel like just we're moving up in the world. I honestly, and I know this is our thing. Two guys sitting at a bar talking about sports. I don't feel like that anymore. I feel really. Like I'm at like a classy. You feel like you made a big time now. I feel huh? like I should be behind a desk with like lights on it. Your head's like getting too screen big. Screen behind me. We'll bring you back down. Sp- okay. Speaking of heads getting big, Scott, I think your cheeks getting are a little big, right? Oh yeah. Cheeks I'm a are little, little wisdom tooth surgery. I'm a day day off wisdom tooth surgery. You want to tell the listeners about wisdom tooth surgery? What about it? You get, I don't know. You get like, your wisdom. I feel like Everybody this could does be it. a pretty good bit. I didn't get it. You know I didn't get Most it. Most people get it. I bet 95% of the population has gotten wisdom tooth surgery. Do you feel like you're one of the oldest? Yeah, I am a little I, bit older. I feel like you're... The, the longer you wait, the more you're going to be in pain, too, so... Really? really Why do they say that? That's like when you get chicken pox. Because the roots grow deeper, and they grow to the nerve, and it's just... It's never good as older as you get. So, I thought I was a little bit older, but I went for it. Got a few days off, and rocking and rolling. I'm rocking with the big cheeks... I'm cruising, man. I'm feeling good. Okay. All feeling right. Good. Nice. Well, that's that's good. I'm, you know, it's it's a good time to do uh, to do the podcast. It's a little bit late. Are you going to be affected by the lateness? I don't think so. I don't okay. Think so. Good day off tomorrow. So yeah. Yeah. Some of us <laughs> some of us don't have the day off tomorrow. Oh well, that'll be all right. We'll 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 get after. What do we got on the lineup card today? Okay. Home plate. So we're meeting. calling it. Are we calling it the front page? Oh, the lineup card or front page? No, we still haven't done the lineup card yet. We do the lineup card before we do the front page. The lineup card is when we give our listeners a little summary right, of everything right, we'll be talking right. about. And then the front page, we always start with the front page. That's our, you know I give a little description for the segments. Go I don't ahead. even know why you're. I don't, I don't usually listen. Lineup card. Here right. we go. Leading off, we have the front page, which will consist of some NBA talk, the finals. And just basically why the regular season exists okay so we're gonna get into that we are going to then move on to some infield outfield got some Nats closer situation okay uh maybe throw some just young young stars in in baseball talk about them and Orioles Orioles update Orioles the, they're struggling. Swept. Sw- swept. Yeah, they're struggling. By uh, by the Twins. First sweep of the season, actually. We can get into that during in and out Whatever our description says, time, if you just want to listen to us talk baseball, go there. Uh, we're going to talk some NHL playoffs after that. I got a great Scotty Doesn't Know segment for you. Okay. Great. Very much depending on the game we are currently watching. Okay, the Senators versus the Penguins. That would be interesting if I did know it. Just like last week, I did know your Scotty doesn't know. I don't think you're going to know this one. Right. I really don't. Unless, how much of the hockey playoffs have you been watching? Have you been watching Every a lot of it? Every single minute. Really? No. Okay. Not at all. Okay. Well, because the announcers have mentioned it a bunch of times, so I, you know, I don't know. Um, we have a Would You Rather. I'm excited for this Would You Rather. Listeners, only thing that you listen to, go to that. I think it's going to be a good one. We got a dude of the week. We got a schlub of the week. And then we'll get you guys out of here with a weekend appetizer. So with that little intro, let's just jump right into the front page. NBA playoffs. We have Golden State. They lock it up with the Western Conference Finals. And they are awaiting uh, probably the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're LeBron waiting for them. In the ch- yeah, they're, they're waiting for them in the championship. Yeah. So really... You can't be, I mean, you can't be upset because we're looking for the two best teams in the NBA Finals. Here's why, I guess here's why you can be upset is, what does the regular season matter? What does the first three rounds of the playoffs matter, if you want to take it that? See, I want to go for what do, what do 82 games matter when it's we sort of know who's going to, like, I Fans. know... 
I mean, ticket sales, play to play. I mean, guys get injured in the regular season. I've always been a big advocate. That could be one of our little rule changes. I don't know if you want to do a sports hipster Scott or what, what you want to do with that. Go ahead. I'll, I'll let you get your sound bite. Now he's a philosophizer. It's philosophizing. The regular season in the NBA needs to be shortened. It does. Okay. There's no reason to play 82 games. Now, there is a reason when you're selling out every game like Golden State or Cleveland does. Okay. So you're satting with with Kerr. Doesn't Kerr, the Golden State Warrior coach, think that the the regular season should be shortened? Yeah, it should. It should from a basketball standpoint. From a ticket sales, from a making money NBA standpoint, it, they're not going to because they make less money. But – if you really wanted to make basketball more interesting, you'd shorten the season to, I think Kerr said, 10 less games, and then you're putting around 70. That's fine as a first step, but... In in all sports, what is the purpose of a regular season? And and, and it's not, the whole ticket sales and making money, sure, but the idea of competition, what's the point of a regular season? To make the playoffs. Exactly. To fight so, for seating in the playoffs. Seating and then all that comes along with home field, home court advantage. So you're shortening that. And how are, like, what are the results? How are the results going to be different? Because what I'm seeing here is according to the regular season, the Boston Celtics were the best team in the East because they got a number one seed. So say they shortened it 10 games, okay? All of a sudden, and clearly they're just they're not the better team. They're just not, at least here in May. And what we want to see are the two best teams playing each other. So shortening the season, what's that like? What's that going to? Is it just going to be LeBron's going to be pumped and he's going to want to play more because he gets more days off? So then Cleveland is going to be the number one seed because of that. Well, just to start off, they're not going to do it because they'd mess up all the regular season records. They do. They just mess up everything. And everything would change. So to start off by saying that they're not going to do this. But it would just mean the regular season would mean more. You know, it's almost the baseball with the whole two wild card thing they have going on right yeah. now. And that's only been going on for, what, two or three years? Pretty, pretty recent. Yeah, not two or three, but, but yeah. It's been pretty recently where yeah, they went within, to like a playing play wild card definitely. game. Yeah. You don't want to be in that wild card game. It makes winning the division so much better mean means so much more sure and so in the nba they just do the top eight teams it doesn't matter whether you win the division or not they do the top eight teams i think the division winner gets in automatically but it's he's always in the top eight teams anyway um it, shortening the season would make the regular season mean more i think shortening the season even money wise i mean you have 41 home games. The Wizards play 41 home games. So now you might be playing 35. So ticket sales actually might, might go, go up. up because it's more exclusive. It's like an NFL thing. It might go up for the Washington Wizards, but it won't go up for a team like the Golden State Warriors who sell out any game, every game anyway. Okay. I st- again, my, my issue here is the idea of, of the, the best teams – making the finals, which clearly is happening. But it's just weird. Like, you know, the Celtics were the best team of the regular season. Is a shortened season going to make the actual best team the best team of the regular season? Is my question even making sense here? It's just kind it's of. just weird. It's weird how why are the Cavs – why are the Cavs all of a sudden so much better than the Celtics, even though during the regular season it said the Celtics – just base record alone, it was the Celtics were the one seed. Cavs started resting their players. Cavs took their foot off the gas. They knew the one to two seed really didn't mean anything to them. So it's like, all right, we're going to have home court advantage until we play the Celtics in the playoffs. But they're already thinking they're going to steamroll the Celtics anyway, uh-huh. which they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It makes for a lot less exciting regular season and playoffs, but it's going to be an exciting finals. It really is. I mean, probably we'll start before we have the next podcast. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, right now, it's going to be the Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Golden State Warriors. Sure. And that's going to be a great finals. Yeah. I'd be actually surprised if Golden State loses more than two games. But Really? So you're saying oh, yeah. right now Golden State's going to take it? Golden State in five. Really? Yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be a roll. Even I with think. even with Kyrie playing the way he's been playing for the Cavs, what he put up forty two the other night. I don't think it matters when you have Durant on the other side now. 
I mean, this was the same finals we saw last year. Plus Durant, Durant to the Golden yeah. State. Yeah. I mean, come on. They yeah. were down but, 3-1. I mean, there was almost a – I mean, you say almost, and that's no wrong way to say it in sports, but the Warriors were up 3-1 in the playoffs last year, ended up blowing it. Right. They get up 3-1 this year. They're not going to blow it because they have a guy named Kevin Durant. But and again, this is the regular season thing. They were the seventy-nine win team last year, and 73. again, seventy-three. And now they're the what are they? They're si- even better. Sixty some, but they're better now because they rested their players towards the end. They weren't going for any records. Okay. Okay. So they're going to win the NBA championship. You heard it here first. I don't think that's a hot take or anything. But, no. No. You know uh, why are the Celtics better without Isaiah Thomas? They're not. They're not. They they won a game without Isaiah Thomas. They're not better without him. You're not better without your best player. You really band together. The Cavaliers take their foot off the gas a little bit. They say, okay, we can relax and breathe. Avery Bradley puts more on his shoulders. Jay Crowder, Al Horford, they come together. They say, let's do this. But Boston's defeated. I mean, even with Isaiah Thomas, it really didn't matter. They have the best player on the planet on the other side yeah, best player on the planet. Who? Yeah, I get that's a loaded question. That's that's a tough question because you know well, they win. I, well, I actually thought you were going to mention something about now that they could actually play defense without a little no, without a little midget no. slowing you down. They could actually body some guys up, play a little bit better basketball. Isaiah Thomas is a good basketball player. You're not a better team without a. They're your best player. Didn't we talk about it though? Didn't we talk about it a couple weeks ago? His defense. Yeah, just the, how that he's could a be liability such a on defense. Well, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So him out, him well, he's out, a great offensive lose, player. Yeah, okay. He's a 25 to 30 point a game player. Right. You lose him as your you lose him as your point guard, but again, no. they their only win. You could re, you win. could be a reporter. You know, you have a career in re, in reporting and like like I, stirring up like kind of like a Skip Bayless type. No, 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 no. That is that's not, a Skip Bayless thing. No, to say. that's not my intention here. The only thing is what I'm saying is they won a game and their best player was not playing. That's all. That's all. And it was just curious to me. I can see you being a reporter out in the thing and asking Brad Stevens. You're being that. a real big jerk right now. No, is what I, you're doing. You know what it is? It's the mics. It's what the do mics. You mean? I mean, I feel like we're talking. I mean, we are talking in the mics, like looking at each other. It's a little different. Yeah. Uh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'm very conscious of the mic right now. Me too. Now I'm holding Me too. It. This is what I'm talking about. We got to get mic stands. We'll get mic stands. I've That's told the next you that. Step. Oh, we will. We I'll will. Make you re- I'll rig up this thing right rig now. Rig something up. We'll put a pop screen on it, and we'll stop holding our these things. By the way, face. a pop screen? On this thing? A pop screen is yeah. the cheapest one, 20 bucks. That's, that's expensive. Yeah, for screen. a piece of fabric. Yeah. Jake got me that one, which is awesome. Yeah, so, it's a good yeah. present. Oh, it's, it's great. That's phenomenal. I was looking at We can make one. We can make. We can we have, could. like, one of those little ball things that you put right on top of Something there. like that. But, I mean, just the holding the mics thing makes it real impersonal. Yeah. Like. Um, when you said the mics, when you said the mics, I thought what you were talking about was uh, Mike and Mike, like, obviously legendary radio guys breaking sure. up. I thought that's what you. I thought you were no, referring no, to no, no, no. like the, the news of them breaking up. I feel up, like, like got I'm to you. on the podium, and you're like a reporter in the crowd. Like, hey, this is Sean from the Boston Herald from uh, Perpetual Sports for Talk. Scott, <laughs> how cool would that be? We sneak in, <laughs> raise our hand. Uh, Sean from Perpetual Sports Talk. What was that? What did you say? <laughs> where you where, where are you from? Perpetual Sports Talk. Never heard. Yeah, so I feel like that was kind of the question there. It was like, I'm no, Sean just, from. Just again. Why just, are the Celtics a better team without? Isaiah just, Thomas? It's it's strictly it's observations. It's like it is. It it's is like good. it's it it, it's almost as if for that's been our a little, script. That's been our script since day one. Is you ask the questions and I answer them for some reason. I don't know. I don't know why. The, uh, listen, that wasn't the intention of this look, whole podcast. I'm trying to come up with cover. The, the intention I like of the podcast like is to it. have a conversation. Okay. Then you then answer. Then you answer your question too. I think it was about liability on defense. I think they were able really? to defend a little bit better, for okay, sure. That's fair. Absolutely. That's fair. Well, again, and it could just be a fluke thing. It's the same reason why the Cavs seem to be a better team there at the end of the first half in game five when LeBron had four fouls and they had to sit him for the last six minutes. And that's when they that's when they made their comeback. With yeah. Kyrie getting hot, it's like, well, hold on a second. How come 
how come the Cavs are getting better now now that LeBron is is on the bench? It's just it's weird. That's the only thing. It was a little correlation in my mind between Isaiah Thomas being injured, them winning the game, uh, game four, and then the next game, game five, LeBron getting in foul trouble, but it not affecting the Cavs at all, right? I mean, basketball is so player dependent right we watch basketball for the players yeah. everybody can name basketball players not everybody can name football players you know i heard a really cool thing once scott it's uh it's camera where it was radio somewhere i can't remember what study it was but it was people fans watch sports for different reasons right okay. fans and i think you're gonna like this but yeah. fans why wa- are you looking under your notebook for it because i'm gonna write quote? this da- no i'm gonna write this down nah write this down fans watch why do fans watch baseball i'll just i'll ask i'll i'll skip bayless you because you think that's my role you think that's all i'm good for no no you're good for a few different other things too but why do fans watch baseball yeah what are they what are they team aspect for the thinking aspect of the game intellectual can i is that is that a good answer okay yeah yeah you're you're definitely right around uh save the team part but Again, I'm I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Okay. What I'm saying is what I heard that was really cool. It was fans watch baseball for the history of it, which okay. sort of makes sense because whenever there's a record or anything, it's always compared to what somebody did a hundred years ago, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, and in a way, that's all sports in general, but specifically baseball, it's definitely a little bit more. Uh, why do fans watch football? For the physicality of it for the violence okay so the sport itself sure okay the interesting. quick hitting so, just the kind of quick blurb type and, deal and again i would i would i would agree with you there but this little this little article that i came upon it was okay. fan, it was fans watch football for the teams right which again it, it made sense a little so bit the same it, as baseball no, no, no. Fans watch baseball for the history. That's why okay. I said save your okay. answer with the teams because okay. that was the next one. Fans watch football for the teams because it makes sense. There, there are a lot of fans out there who rock the jersey and they couldn't name, you know, they they couldn't name, Three you know, players five players yeah. on each side of the football. Yeah. But they, but they're dire fans. It's just like the fans that put magnets on their car, blah blah blah. I see what you're saying. You they see do it for that? the logo. They do it for exactly. the, the brand. Right, the brand. right. Okay, I like. Why that. do fans watch basketball? For the player, the individual player, exactly. Boom. So you're get, you're getting yeah, on. No, it's for the play. I, I mean, like that. Pretty much, you know, absolutely every every even you know average. Uh, what do you want to call it? Not average, but sort of you know run of the mill. Joe um, Schmo, average. Like, yeah, if, if you're an average yeah. Wizards fan, you could probably name their starting five. If you're an average Cavs, fan, if you're just an average yeah. basketball fan, you could yeah. probably name the the big guys with the. You know, what I mean, everybody knows the LeBron Jameses yeah. and the yeah. and the Kyrie Irvings and the Kevin Loves, like everybody there because they're the players. Okay, now this is this is going to crack you up. Why do fans watch hockey? Why do fans? Well, you got some dead air time right there. Ooh, Why do fans ooh. watch? We got to keep some conversation going. Just no, I, I'm, th- I'm thinking. Why do fans watch hockey? It's gonna crack Is you. Is it gonna be a joke? Is it kind of like a joke? No, but it. I was gonna say they don't. <laughs> no, no, no. Fans watch hockey for the purity of the sport. For uh, the purity of the sport, which again, what you think about, yeah. I feel like hockey's changed purity the least the over the years, right? From 2017, I feel like hockey hasn't changed a whole, but like baseball, you have the whole idea of instant replay, you know, players' egos. Purity of the sport. Purity of the sport doesn't change. It's it's just the sport in general. So hockey hockey fans love that. That's right. That's why we watch hockey because we love it. Exactly. Anyway, I'm not saying that all those reasons are are right or wrong. That's a good little segment right there, though. I feel like that goes into what we're talking about with – Isaiah Thomas uh, good being nug. hurt and and LeBron James That's a good nugget being yeah you know what I'm probably gonna we're probably gonna have this Patent conversation that. more I can't patent it this is something that I've heard I just yeah, want to bring it yeah, up to you yeah. we're gonna have it more and more because three people will listen to this episode maybe four will listen to the next we gotta we gotta yeah. keep that fresh but with that let's move on and let's take a little bit of in and out Scott this is what we call just when we talk about baseball here at 
I'm trying to not sound tired. I feel like I sound tired, so I'm not trying to sound tired. Okay. Like, remember when we did those early morning episodes? We had that weird it tone of like voice. Real quiet. Quiet and just sad. Oh, Gotta get pumped. Those are bad. Gotta get pumped for In-N-Out. Here, we're going take In-N-Out, man. We're taking In-N-Out. This is a fun time. Where are we going, though? Because there's a lot of things around the MLB we could talk about. Let's but... start with the home team. Let's start with the Nats. Okay. Okay, let's start with the Nats. Now, Nats' problem, obviously, it's been the bullpen. Center fielder. And center we talked about it last pro- time, but we did. We'll, we'll and and guess what, your boy? Guess what, your boy Michael A. Taylor's been hitting the past. I think it's the past seven games. He's above three hundred. You heard, you heard me talking. He's doing just fine. Yeah, he said, "You know what? Hey guys, I don't want to. I don't want to piss off Scott. Uh, he knows people are gunning for my job. You know, I'm 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 hurting a little bit. So Michael A. Taylor doing just fine. Last seven games." He is, he's he's doing just fine. Again, he's gonna be right around he's gonna be right around the old uh the Ooh. old what? What are we talking three hundreds? Yeah, he definitely is in three hundreds. He absolutely is in three hundreds. Taylor two seventy three is that? No, last seven games where where are you looking at? Last seven, M Taylor. Taylor M. No, that's well. Uh, you know, okay. Either way, so either fine. way, it's fine. It's the center field is just fine. Bullpen, bullpens looked a lot better uh, the past couple days, um, except for today. But the days before that, today, uh, Jacob Turner being the guy to blow a two to nothing lead to the Seattle Mariners. Okay, um, I'm sorry, it wasn't Jacob Turner. Oh, it was Jacob Turner. It was Jacob Turner. And uh, it was a little Nelly Cruz home run. Nelly Cruz, yeah. the Seattle Mariners. Not not a great team, but that's the bullpen for you. Now, before that, Coda Glover, a couple appearances in a row in the ninth inning, and he's done just fine. He got a little save piece on Sunday, and he had an awesome sound bite. I'm going to have it in the future. I don't have it right now, but he's telling, he's like, everybody needs to calm down about us and the bullpen, blah, blah, blah. It was, it was funny, so I'm going to have that for future episodes. Sorry I don't have it today. We were a little more concerned with hooking up mics. That's my bad. Hey, but, but I'll have it. And then he pitched Wednesday night. It was in the ninth. It wasn't a save situation. Five to one. So in two games and two appearances, he's allowed one hit. Okay. So I'm a fan of Coda Glover right yeah. now. Yeah. He's he's the man right now. Not a fan of Jacob Turner right now. Okay. Uh, but with, go ahead. You want to say something? I'm no. Go, okay. I'll let you finish your thought. Okay. I had a question I wanted to fire at you. Well, no, go go ahead, because my last thought is going to take us into another realm of, of baseball, so go ahead. Is Coda Glover the answer at closer for the Nationals? As of right now, he is. Is he going to win in the World Series in the bottom of the ninth when the Nats are up 2-1? Is he the guy going trotting out in the mound? Granted, they were playing the Mariners, who are struggling offensively. Sure. Rather than playing, you know, uh, a possible uh, New York Yankees in the World Series, uh, um, probably not a Kansas City Royals, unfortunately. Um, maybe Boston Red Sox. Maybe uh, maybe a little maybe a little battle about ways the O's. Probably not going to happen. As of right now, yeah, he's their closer. It's not Trinan. It's not Kelly. Definitely not Jacob Turner. But as of right now, it is Cody Glover. It has to be. What What are you thinking? I think it's, yeah, for right now, that's the easy answer. I'm talking about, like I just said, in the World Series, and I don't think Kodak Glover is going to be the answer the rest of the entire, the entire year. Something's going to happen by the trade deadline or bringing somebody up, or th- there's something's going to move around. Um, and I hope he does good in the bullpen. He's a good player. He's, he's a good pitcher. He's got great stuff. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he's the answer, the guy I trust in the ninth inning of the World Series. Here's what happens, though. When you can get, and now this is, I'm going to bring it back to, I'm going to bring it back to Coda, okay? When you have four solid starters, which the Nats have had for years now, but they've always sort of been scrambling for the, for the fifth, right? Uh, Joe Ross has been a little, I don't know. And then they had obviously the, the rookies last year. They had Giolito. He's obviously gone. Uh, Joe Ross. Joe Ross has clearly figured something out. Okay, yeah. clearly figured something out. Uh, six strong innings. Six strong innings his last start. And 
again, that that gives that gives Dusty a little bit of a little bit of wiggle room. He can now maybe move like like again, Jacob Turner. I know he didn't do well today, but now you know, go be a permanent bullpen guy and not have to worry about the possibility of throwing five to six innings every five days. You see what I'm saying? Now they have a fifth solidified starter in Joe Ross. Mm -hmm. Maybe the bullpen figures itself out rather than, like you said, have to do something by the trade deadline. Yeah. No, I I still think something's going to happen. I still have that weird feeling. That Melanson type, we're going to bring in somebody big. Maybe in the last year of their contract. I trusted Melanson so much last year. I, I loved it. I loved it. We could rely on somebody right here. Coda Glover was in college a year and a half ago. That's the thing. You say you can't rely on him just because... Just because he's young. He has great stuff and everything like that. But he's not proven. We need somebody proven in the back end of the bullpen. And hopefully Coda will give us good innings in the seventh or eighth inning. But, again, maybe Joe Ross, the guy in the ninth. Like you were saying, now so and the, Jacob Turner's obviously there again. He was a, he was a, he was part of their rotation at the beginning of the season. Now the odd thing is, is that there's such a stigma going to the bullpen. It's essentially a demotion, correct? Yeah, that's you're being demoted. Well, it shouldn't be. I, I know where you're going. The crazy thing is, it used to be you sort of start out in the bullpen and then you work your way to a starter. It's a good way to do it, too. And some guy that just sort of doesn't happen anymore. Some guys, some big guys, uh, uh, Pricey, right? David Price. Price, what about him? Bosox in Pawtucket now. I have a little elbow trouble. But yeah, had, yeah, he's going back. Pitch for the Red Sox now, but he's last I heard, he did just fine uh, in AAA with Pawtucket. Started out in the bullpen with the Rays in 2008 after he got drafted out of Vanderbilt. Yeah. Right? Your boy for the Yankees, David Wells, right? David Wells, huge name. Again, started out in the bullpen. I know that's sort of more of a grasp, but no, I, that's I like sort it. of they're, a lot of examples. where those guys came from were older. You know, you establish yourself, throw in an inning or two a couple times a week, and then you and get are like your... certain managers and certain clubs that actually do that, though. I know the Royals were doing it. The Cardinals were doing it. They Which, all just kind of introduce their pitchers as relievers towards the back end of the season and then mold them into starters to the next. Which I feel like Dusty would be one of those managers yeah, yeah. just because he's more of an old-timey guy. I like that. Now, again, being a pitch, how come you're struggling? How come the bullpen's struggling so much? The starters give you seven solid innings. Go out there and pitch one inning apiece. You know, that first inning is always the hardest for the pitcher. It always is. Even for the starter, the first inning is when the pitcher is most vulnerable because it's they're getting settled in. Even though they pitch off that mound hundreds and they throw hundreds and hundreds of pitches off that mound every single season. Every single day, it's a little bit different. Finding the landing point, finding the release point, right? It's that first inning that pitchers are most vulnerable. So the bullpen, particularly with the Nationals, when the bullpen's super young, okay, it can be it, it's a tricky situation. It's not just an easy fix like a lot of the articles that you read and like ah trade deadline we'll go grab someone. You know, we have a couple guys in house. Let's see how we can work with them. Yeah, I like it. I, I, that's a good point too. Now, going back to AAA, because you mentioned the minor leagues there just about two minutes ago, our boy, our old boy, Lucas Giolito. Yeah. Did you hear about him? What he did no, today? I, no, I yesterday? don't. I don't know what his numbers are. Well, he just threw a no-no. In, in AAA? In AAA. Okay. Threw a seven-inning no-no. Nice. And so in AAA, they play two doubleheaders. Well, they'll, they'll play a doubleheader. They'll play seven-inning games. Giolito throws a no-no in the seven-inning game, walks three, but I thought that name kind of popped up, and it's kind of like, eh, I don't know if I really like regret it. But we traded him for Adam Eaton, right? Well, it wasn't Eaton, it so wasn't know. just Giolito; it was we gave him somebody else too. It was the other big time prospect, the pitcher. We saw him. We saw him pitch when we went up to Boston's. Cole? No, not AJ Cole. Goodness, Spanish name it is a shame. Murph, help us out there if you want to give us a Murph snap fact. Yeesh. Here's here's my deal, and, and it stinks because Adam Eaton's on the shelf now, and that stinks. Here's yeah, my you deal. Can't, with- yeah, you can't talk about that now, though. You can't be like, oh, you can't wallow in that because well, we, never, we never knew. Well, it, go ahead, go ahead. Right, well, the whole idea of losing and winning a trade, you never know what guy is going to thrive in an organization and, and what guy won't. 
a prime example here that I think about with, you know, will Giolito... And say Giolito is an absolute stud in five years. Yeah. And Nationals fans are going to say, we should have kept him. He could have been this good for us. You know what? Not necessarily. Maybe the Nationals, uh, just the the organization and all the routines, maybe he wouldn't have... He wouldn't have been that guy. And, And again, the example I was talking about was Jake Arrieta. Right, yeah. lights out for the Cubs. <laughs> when he was with the Orioles, Terrible. he didn't do crap. He really didn't. And if he would have stayed with the Orioles, he probably would have done it. He went to the started doing yoga, figured a bunch of things out. Sometimes it right. just it yeah. just works. So that doesn't mean they lost any trade or the or the O's lost. A, sure, it would have been awesome if they kept him in Arietta would have turned out to be Arietta now for the Cubs. Yeah. But there's no saying he would be. Maybe it was something to do with the organization. Maturity, like, like I don't know. So, Giolito doing well. I mean, great. You know, Nats drafting him and all, and sort of a sort of a guy. And I guess he could be happy for him because we saw when his curveball was horrible and breaking too early. Right, his first start. We went to we went up to the bar to watch his yeah. very first yeah, start. Yeah, his yeah, I do So that. we saw that. So I guess if you have that connection, you want to root for him. But I'm never gonna say as a fan like, oh, we we lost a trade or or we won a trade. I agree with that. And then they have guys, again, like other organizations like the Cubs, Theo Epstein is totally thinking outside the box now. He's looking for high-character guys instead of just baseball players. Mm. You know, like, that's a whole different mindset of thinking. And we can, I mean, we can spend more time on that later in a different podcast. But what what do you get high-character? Can you... Guys have- like Schwarber and Baez and just guys that are all about the team and may not have the physical attributes or talents that other people have. Now, Schwarber can hit the Hit a 470-foot home sure. run the other day. But their team Dead guys, center Jason field. Hayward last year, Dexter Fowler, glue guys, they really build a team around. And, and it's a different way of thinking instead of just being like, wow, G. Lito's a really high prospect. We should keep him or use him for trade bait. You know, who is he as a person? Who's What's he going to give us character-wise? I think it's different, and that's why they've been successful the past few years. Yeah, and that's and that's great to think about. But at the same time, you know, he's a business guy. I mean, something to do with talent and who's yeah. going to help him win the most games. If really that's his philosophy. I mean, the Cubs are weird when it comes to that. They always want to think of different stuff. And Madden and, and even putting Schwarber as the leadoff guy. Right, that's outside the box. Yeah, pa- power hitters up. hitting leadoff is spreading around the league. It's not about getting to first, trying to steal second. Now it's like, well, just go hit a double and just be yeah. at second there. Yeah, right. And again, we'll we'll obviously revisit that uh, later in in future in and outs. Uh, Mike Trout, Mike Trout, I think hit like a home run in five straight games. He's he's not he's not leading the league, but he's but he's close. He's he's up there. I think he's around. He's 15. Okay, so he's tied. He's there tied. was a game this past week that I saw a little blurb about, and I didn't read too much into it, and so if you have more information on it, give it to me. But the team that they were he, that the Angels were playing, Angels had bases loaded, and they considered walking Mike Trout with the bases loaded. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that before. Never I've never I. seen a But the value of him being so hot that they'd rather give up one run then him either hitting a single and two, double, clears the bases, or he was that hot. You know they're going to walk him. You know it's insane? The fact that he's 24 and he's still getting better. This is not even That's Mike insane. Trout. At, at, this is not even close to his full potential. In he's 24 years old. He's not in your average age of when MLB players are the most successful. Not even close to that. He's he's still a kid, but he is he's the face of the league, right? I mean, I, as of right now, he is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Maybe yeah. not out here, just because Maybe it's because we're not in LA, right? But yeah. he, I mean, he's he's definitely on the same level as Bryce Harper. I might even put him just like a step above. He doesn't have that like celebrity sort of mindset, like I think Harper I does. Think, yeah, yeah. Which, Who's the most popular player in the league right now? Like popular, you know, it's got to be somebody like Harper or uh, I don't know. How do you define popular? Just just regular schmoes, schlubs know the name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you ask anybody on the street who Mike Trout is versus Bryce Harper, or I mean, really, I mean, give it to me now. Now that Jeter Poppy's out of the league, you know, like these big time guys have retired now. There's kind of been a new leaf turned over. 
Harp and Trout are definitely on the are definitely on the same level. I think if you're an actual baseball guy, and I'm and I'm a Nats fan, but you know I'm also a baseball guy. Okay. I it's it's way more fun watching Mike Trout play sure. than it is Harper. Sure, but walk down the street standpoint. in Kansas, in a random city in Kansas, and ask who the you know most popular player in the MLB is. I I don't know that answer to that question honestly. No. No, and neither do I, and that's the that's the good. We'll save that one for, like, July when there's yeah. nothing to talk exactly. about when the All-Star break is Star going. Days. I want to talk about all the list. Top ten baseball movies, you know? Yeah, we yeah. can do – or top ten sports, top ten baseball cool. movies. We can save that one, but on fire. Uh, I have just something for you. I got an idea. Maybe it's – you might call it – you might call it a – Now he's a philosophizer. A philosophy idea. In the NBA, there are floor seats, correct? You pay a ridiculous amount of money. You sit essentially okay. next to the players. Your feet, it's on court, right? Well, you your sit, feet are on. They have seats now in the M- NBA where it's between the bench and the scorer's table. Have you seen that? Right, yeah. That's you're, insane. You're next to, and I saw it in the, the finals. That's actually, that's actually what prompted this thought that I'm going to throw at you here. Okay? Unbelievable. Your, your so feet wrong. are on court. You're next to... Like, it's almost an interference a little bit. You're literally next to the coach. Guys that are checking in run by these fans. Yeah, yeah, and, the, and you're a, a fan. You're just yeah. a schlub. You are a part of the game. Now, Terrible. the best seat that I ever had, I was in the second row, essentially behind uh, the first pay, the first base coach's box. It was okay. at O's game. I was playing Boston. It was when Mookie Betts hit three home runs in one game last nice. year in May. It was ridiculous. So I thought that the equivalent of – floor seats in baseball would be if they start selling tickets to where fans get to sit in the dugout. Oof. But you're restricted to an area. You can't just go walking up and down, fill up your water, get some seeds. Like, you need to be... It's almost like right next to the camera well. Yeah. You just put, like, three or four seats in there. Fans pay a ridiculous amount of money, and you are in the game, man. You're in the game. Because I was... I mean, I could have... Like when when Chris Davis was running out to his first baseball, I could have like asked him for some seats. He'd be like, "Hey, Chris, can you get some seats?" Like I was so close, it was ridiculous. Yeah. And so I thought these floor these floor seats that you're talking about, I like about, that. I like that dugout seats. Not a bad idea. Now he's a philosophizer. Not a bad philosophizing for for seats. No, I like that. I like that. You're getting a little Marlins man on us. How, <laughs> how much would you pay? To sit in the dugout. Zero dollars. You you would no. doesn't me, appeal to you, you at all? Me, no. I don't think it appeals. Yeah. A guy with a lot of money who just like wants to be in it for the Marlins for man. The game. Marlins man would be all over that crap. You and I, no. I don't deserve to sit in the dugout. I'm not a major it, league baseball player. It's champions. It's a good point. No. It's same thing with sitting on the bench. Would I want to sit between the coach and the scores table? Be in the game when I'm not a part of the game? No. Would you want to sit there in the NBA Finals in between Steve Kerr or, I guess, Mike Brown now, who's coaching the Warriors? I just feel like I'm too involved. Let me sit back and be a fan and watch the game instead of being involved, make it all about me. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's about me now because I'm sitting here. It's like they're wearing their Steph Curry 30 jersey, which I know you hate people wearing jerseys. Not a jersey guy. Yeah. So you're wearing their jersey, and they're just, they're just in the way. Floor seats do sound appealing to me. I see what you're saying about between the scorer's table and and the coach, essentially, why that sort of turns you off a little bit. Yeah. As far as... Floor seats on the other side of the floor? Yeah, like, I would love okay. that. That would yeah. be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. If your feet is on wood, I like that. I like the sound of that. Well, just like seats behind... Or basketball, sorry. Seats behind the plate in baseball are fine because you're sitting away. You have... Mm-hmm. You, you're you're supposed to be there. Yes. Now, but the thing is, I've been a part of the lower level at games all of my years of going to baseball games. I've sat in the lower level maybe like three times. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. And I'll tell you what, it's like this game I was te- I was talking about being like right in the first base coach's box almost. I'll t- it's like you're spoiled and you feel oh, like yeah. I can yeah. never go back now. I only want to improve. I can't go back to sitting up there, but you That's always true. do. Obviously, it's it being a part of the game and hearing the sounds and hearing the players chatter. It's almost like 
okay, I'm paying to watch the game, but I'm a part of it somehow. I am now a part of the game. I'm no longer a fan. I mean, I'm still a fan. Well, that's the appeal of, the of it. Yeah, that's the appeal of sitting that close. And then people pay more money to sit closer. So the whole dug. I mean, I see you're saying you're not, not like worthy of the dugout seats, but being a part of the game as a fan, just cool. Like, I mean, and it's such an intimate environment. Like, I remember it was uh, Hanley Ramirez that just hit a had just, at first baseman for the Red Sox. It just hit a, a it's a single, but he was thinking about second, and he got to, like he struggled a little bit, had to dive back into first off a back off a back pick. He like hopped up and he was sort of laughing. And I yelled. I said, hey, Hanley, you want some beer? And I, like, raised up my little beer I was holding. And he looked at me, and he sort of laughed. And I was like, that's not happening if I'm sitting where I usually sit. Of course not. Player acknowledges you. You know, I I mean, come on. A little bit. So, again, dugout seats. Dugout seats. I think think they're in the future. Now, uh, some seats that are actually happening. Have you seen the judges' chambers? Murph's going to like this one. I saw that one. Just right behind... Uh, right field where Aaron Judge plays the judges' chambers. Hopefully, they lock him up for a long term deal and he pans out because that's going to be pretty embarrassing if he doesn't. Now, do you see what all those people are wearing in the judges' chambers? They're probably wearing robes. They're wearing robes. Do you know who supplies them robes? Probably Aaron Judge. <laughs> the New York Yankees. Yeah. They buy for that. They give him robes with his name on the back. Oh, and but they, but they But the Yankees take it back from him when they leave the stadium. They're Could not those allowed to 20 leave people with the robes. be our schlubs of the week. <laughs> well, that all mean, twenty people that sit there, are, they're up for nomination for sure. Fair enough. Okay, uh, that is it for In and Out. Let's move on. I got a doozy for you, Scott. I got a little doozy of a segment known as Scotty doesn't know. Oh, Scotty doesn't know. So don't tell Scotty. Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. I got a doozy, and. I'm going to ask – I'll ask you a question. Maybe you can. I'm going to hide my paper, though. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. So, Scott. Okay. If the Pittsburgh Penguins make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, okay, uh, that will mean that two American coaches in the NHL will be facing off against each other. When was the last that? time that happened in oh, the history boo. of the Stanley Cup playoffs? That's a bad question. No, it's not. It's sort of like sort of easy because you know it's a Scotty doesn't know. Uh, the whole idea is obviously I know that you don't know when the last time it happened. I was. can name one hockey coach in the NHL. Okay, Barry Trotz. All right. I don't even know if he's Canadian or American. Barry Trotz is Canadian. Come on, you never heard him talk. No. So that's the only hockey coach I know. So he's Canadian. Uh-huh. I'm going to say. 2003. Uh, the answer you're looking for is... Last year. The answer you're looking for is never. And because of that... Scotty doesn't know. Oh, no, Scotty doesn't question. know. It's never oh. happened. Isn't that cool? Scotty, yeah. Scotty doesn't know. That's kind of like an SAT question where it's a trick question. It's like so hard that it's like actually easy. I thought as an American, you would actually sort of appreciate that. This is the first time that two American, two American coaches have been. Are you surprised though, with just Canadian, just Dude, the I don't know the demographics of, of hockey coaches, uh, yeah, French and Canadian and Russian, yeah. and so yeah. So the the Nashville Predator coach, obviously, who are already in, locked in, waiting for this game that we're watching here in OT. Between, we could break this news right here, Scott. Between the Pens and the Sens, uh, uh, Nashville coach Peter, I'm sorry, Laviolette, Laviolette. He's an American. He's an American. Get out of here. No, he is. I promise. Wikipedia confirmed and just ESPN confirmed and everything. And then um, Lavalette. Yeah, that's Canadian as crap. Now he's well, he might be Canadian heritage. The guy is American born. He's an American coach. Fake. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, Mike Sullivan. That's an easy one. Okay. okay. Uh, two American coaches going at it. I thought you'd appreciate one that. One and a half. Thought that. Way. Just because he's got a funny name. Your name's, yeah. come on, look at your last oh, name. I can be, that's definitely like. Could be out there. I'm not saying it. A little suspect. No, Nobody cares what the last name is. We. I feel like we said. Born. Franklin, Massachusetts. You don't get more American than <laughs> white trash 
Franklin, Massachusetts. Hey. I don't know. It could be a great town, but it's probably not. It's, it's Massachusetts, for God's sakes. Uh, Mike Sullivan. Where's Mike Sullivan originally from? I think he's actually from Massachusetts, too. From yeah, Marshfield, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. New England guy. Every so hockey again, player. Again, it might as well be a different country up Fair there. Enough. However... I thought uh, I thought you might want to know anything else with the, with the with the hockey and what's so what's Nashville's been going, on? going on in the out of the East. Crazy about that is they were the eighth seed. This is yeah, that's insane. This is the equivalent to the to I feel like two wild card teams facing Wait, each Nashville's other in the, world in the West. Nashville's in the West. Yeah, because we're waiting for Pens and Senators. I was say, and, yeah. So yeah, Penn's Ma- definitely in the East. Na- How is Nashville in the West? Ah, just how all the Tennessee? teams were. I mean, come on, all the, you know, all the. That's the it's nobody west of Tennessee, huh? Nashville, well, Tennessee. I mean, just any look at look at how look at how the NFL split up, right? How those divisions are split up. It's like a little better than this than Nashville. I don't know, man. Some that's just wacky. AFC NFC though. That's not East Coast West Coast, right? But but some of the AFC North is like you know, how can oh, you see what I'm saying? Like the, why are they why are they in the division that they're in? Whereas the conference is a little bit different. But don't even get don't even get started with college conferences. Oh sure, those are those oh, are right insane. exactly. But it's, but yeah, this uh, uh, the Predators. Eight seed. This is this will be their first Stanley Cup appearance, and I don't know. It's pretty cool. Obviously, if if the Penguins make it in, I think we're both Predators fans. Sure. Carrie Underwood's husband plays for the Nashville Predators. Bet you didn't know that one either. I actually did know that. Don't, oh, don't did you? I won't play no, the song. No, no, no. I was just getting the soundboard ready. No, no, I, for I saw you. I did the know next that. little thing that I throw at you. Anyway, that's, that's our the sp- only hockey player. I don't even know his name. No, neither do I. Our last sp- name's not Underwood, right? I don't think so. Eh. I don't know. I hardly even know who Carrie Underwood is, honestly. Like, eh. th- not Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah, I know that's a song, yeah. but the the other that's songs they just don't. I don't know. It's kind of it. weird. You know what's embarrassing is the Sunday night football song that she does, where she's like running it's around the stadium. One. I don't know, man. The, have you ever seen the video? Yeah, it, of it's like she's in a polite rush for the bathroom. I don't like it. She's like running around, know, she, like hustling, yeah. like. Ugh. I don't it's a good know. Looking dress. I mean, you nah, know. it. I don't know what it, it is. Does it but for me? It's very CGI. Like they have a big green screen. You can tell that she's not actually like singing in front of a big crowd. And yeah, yeah you know, it does it for me. It's the job done. I think she's pretty stupid. If I'm just being honest, I think it's a whole stupid, big, dumb act. Sunday night football. She gets paid for it. All right. Well, pay me to dress up I'm in a little tight dress and run around. I'm, 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 I'm watching it to hear some Chris Collinsworth. Analysis and and watching some Sunday Night Football. I don't care about tough guy Sean. That's that should be a tough tough guy Sean. That's why that's why I, said. I don't care about musical acts. Let me watch the sport. <laughs> watch some football. All right, it's time. It's time. Let's move on. I got a great. Would you rather for you, Scott? You ready for it? Okay. Hit, hit. Okay. Uh, just real quick remind. So, would you rather? Everybody knows how to play. Would you rather? While I, I write. Uh, well, I write some times down here. Can you remind us of uh, the Antonio Spur, who will be most likely hanging him up here at the end of the season? Manu Ginobili? Is that yeah. what we're talking about? Yeah, I thought you would sort of give a little bit more about him while I write this down. but uh, Argentinian. So I do know his heritage. Argentinian. Argentinian. He's, he's in his 40s, I'm pretty sure, right now. 39. Okay. 39. He's had a good career, and, though. Yeah, he hasn't He hasn't come out for sure and said he was going to hang him up, but... Everybody kind of knows. I, I, you know what? That's what the way the Spurs do it. Tim Duncan did did it the same way, what, last year, two years ago? I, I forget, but he didn't do one of those farewell tours that no. everybody else did. He's no. just kind of like, all right, yep. kind of tired yeah. now. I think I'm going to go home. Yeah. You know, that Forrest Gump. Good pull. Love it. Yeah, yeah. Kind of tired now. Think I want to go home. Yeah. Just kind of went home. Right. Nobody ever heard from him again. He forced him. He gumped him. Yeah. Big old gump. When Instead he, of like, yeah, I got the farewell tour, you know, the big poppy. Everybody gives you gifts and a bunch of stupid you know, Shower me with gifts. <laughs> but Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, I'm sure Parker's going to do it the same way. Just kind of like, kind of tired, you know. Time for me to hang it up. Yeah. So I'm thinking... I'm thinking he's going to retire. Yeah, yeah I sure. think everybody else is. Sure. Uh, makes me think of a possible baseball players at the end of the season who's going to retire. First name that popped into my head, 
Bartolo Colon just turned 44. Yep. Two days ago. Let's see that. Okay, 44 years old. He's still pitching. Okay, That's he averaged, I think, his, I think his fastball right now is about 88, 87 maybe. Uh, major league uh, average is 92. So we have 44. Uh, he's, a, he's a free agent at the end of the year. So probably his last year. He's with the Braves. Probably his last year. About a seven ERA this year. Uh, he's got a, a couple wins. Area. He's got a couple wins. Up to a, almost a seven. I almost saw it the other day. Okay. Well, the guy's 44 years old. Oh, right? I get it. I now, get it. I'm thinking Manu Ginobili and Bartolo Colon are guys who, yeah, they're going to retire, but they're not going to stop playing the sport. They're going to go... They're gonna go in oh, a yeah. in a men's league, right? Oh, They're yeah. playing a men's league. So here's my would like you rather. Every late night, maybe it's a late Wednesday night or an early Sunday morning, you get together for your men's league games. Would you okay. rather be playing on a old men's league team, basketball team with Manu Ginobili, or an old men baseball team with Bartolo Colon? And why? It's your well, see, that's kind of different. So I'm playing the same team as them. Correct? You're playing on the team. It's your t- who would, It's essentially who would you rather have a teammate see, on a team where it's an old, it's like a men's league, I got you. retired, I got you. but you're there for some reason, a spry, I like that. mid-20-year-old, but you're playing with, you know, guys you know, in their Man, 40s. Okay, so Manu, Manu Ginobili would make more of a difference on the basketball court than Bartolo Colon would on a baseball diamond. Does really? That make sense? Really? Oh, 100%. I might disagree with you there. What, slow pitch softball? No, no, no. This is baseball. We're pl- they have men's baseball. Okay, so you're saying Bartolo ba- Colon's still the- bumping. Oh, yeah. He's on the mound. And he's he's bu- to to uh, another, like, your regular schmo, 85, nah, still, 85 still miles an hour looks like 100 miles an hour. Sinker baller. I mean, yeah, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with, but I mean, that's another, that's our other debate where basketball players mean more to their team than baseball players do to their Mm -hmm. respective team. Yeah. So I think watching Manu Ginobili cut up other people would be so, would be so much better. Really? Bartolo Colon getting up there and yeah, he's going to shove it, but. I still think being on Manu's team would just make the entire team better. It'd be fun. Okay. He's going through people's legs like he did the other night. I don't know. He's It's good. It okay. would be good. Manu Ginobili definitely on my team would be more fun than Bartolo Colon. Maybe uh, I'm saying that because I'm a basketball coach, but I don't know. I think Ginobili would be fun. You are going to go I, the other way on me. Oh, I, you know, I was actually going to egg the segment or end the segment, but – uh I, I mean, I would rather you've seen me play basketball. It's horrendous. Yeah, Can't yeah. Play basketball. so you're going to rather so, play basketball. So right there, that's a little biased. I think Bartolo Colon would be just a pretty cool guy to talk to, not even yeah. just baseball stuff. He's yeah. Being from the DR, he probably has some crazy stories. Um, obviously Watching him the, hit, too, pretty fun. Yeah, you know, I was at a – this is a Nationals game. I was with my dad. This was a couple of years ago. And we obviously got to get there early to watch BP. That's our thing. You got to get to a game early to watch of BP. Um uh, the visiting team always takes batting practice second, right? So this is when Cologne was on the Mets, and is you know two three years ago, and the starting pitchers what they do when they're not pitching that day they just go out and they shag fly balls in the outfield. Yep. So and most of them what they do is they stand somewhere they have a conversation a ball comes their way they get it and they toss it back into whoever's manning the bucket there behind second base. Bartolo Cologne, man, he is sprinting. Hustling down fly balls, going into the wall, like tracking everything down. It was because he's a big guy. He doesn't look very spry. He is deceptively, deceptively spry. Him shagging balls in the outfield and then seeing him do a little pitcher fielding practice, uh, covering first base on a ground ball to the right side. It's funny. Seems just like big dude with with the little legs. So just I feel like a guy like that would just be cool to have around. Loving what he's doing. Loving what he's doing. I love it. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so Manu Ginobili is my would you rather for this week. Let's start winding down the episode and end with some fan favorites. Scott, we're going to go dude of the week, schlub of the week, and then a weekend appetizer. Okay. So my dude and my schlub, both Redskins themed. And I think you're going to hate them equally, which is, why I'm, which is why I'm doing it. Okay. Okay. First of all, dude of the week. 
Let me give you a little story. Uh, Langley High School. You know Langley? It's a high school yeah. in the area. Oh, yeah. uh, Great Falls, I think, technically is the is the It's a pretty code. rich school. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, great, it's Great Falls, kids. Uh, football player uh, for him, uh, a, a safety. I believe he's a junior. Gets into a car accident uh, a couple weekends ago. And he has to go to the ICU. It's it's a really bad accident. His teammates tried to find a way to to cheer him up when they learned he was in the ICU. He's fine, you know. He's he's good now. Uh, Kirk Cousins. They reach out to Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Cousins responds, and he sends this kid a little a little junior safety from Great Falls, Virginia, Langley High School. Uh, Kirk Cousins sends him a video message via email or whatever, just saying, "Hey, stay strong. I know this is a tough time." He says, uh, you know, the Redskins, we're going to give you a strong season here coming up, so I need you to stay strong as well. That was kind of cool. Like, Kirk Cousins taking time out of his day. Why would I hate that? Because it's like a gimmicky, it's like a gimmicky thing, right? You're the anti-gimmick. That's I thought you gimmicky. Be, I thought you were going to be Why like, I hate that? you're going to be like, yeah, Cousins got more stuff to worry about. What person do you think I am? I think you're a great person, but I think you're an honest person. I thought you were going to say something like, you know, Cousins, uh, uh, like it doesn't take much to just send like a two sec. It was it was just like a thirty second video message. But I'm not gonna kill the guy for it. Do I think there's better dudes of the week out there? Sure. Did I find one? No. That's, that's what I was looking. Did for. you have that's one? That's what yeah. I was looking so, for. So yeah, okay. I can <laughs> I can deal with that. Kirk Cousins, you're a dude of the week for cheering up an injured high school football player. Um, Schlub of the week, also Redskins themed. Okay. Scott McLuhan. You know what he's been up to? You know, now he's sort of in, I, I don't know if you want to call it early retirement. Probably not. A drinking job and somewhere. hanging out in Ashburn? He's drinking, probably hanging out at the Bonefish. Yeah. Uh, maybe up at Clyde's. I don't know. We should go up to Clyde's. He's probably there. Hanging out. What he's doing, because he doesn't have any more income from the Washington Redskins, he is selling all of his Redskins merchandise, uh, autograph stuff. And he's posing with pictures to the people that he sells the the, the, the merchandise to. Um, I believe a sweatshirt of his, autographed sweatshirt, went for a thousand bucks. Scott McLuhan. Wow. And there's a nice little picture floating out. I didn't have the, the people's names, but McLuhan wow. McLuhan seems to be very happy in the picture. Doesn't seem to be struggling at all. Probably not. But he's making money off uh, merchandise that he got for free. And now he is writing on it and making literally uh, a one thousand percent profit off off that. And I well, feel that's like not schlubby. That's I mean, schlubby especially with what the Redskins did to him. I I still disagree with what they did to him in the first place. Yeah, I, I you really know threw they, him under the bus. Yeah, I, there are tons of different parts of the story, but. Very, very foggy. I don't know. I don't like the idea of of selling stuff. He's that, still in Ashburn now, huh? Probably, he's probably a, hanging out. A, I can't. According to the pictures, he is. Sold can't his, imagine he, sold, you, he sold his place and moving somewhere else. I mean, no. he's going to hang out here. I wonder what the deal is. Maybe he is still getting money from this guy. I doubt it. I guess if he, he got candy, he buy can. out. I mean, if they bought him out, it's all, it has to do with his contract. I, I don't know. If but, you're canned, you're canned. I feel so like. He must be hurting. Maybe that's a little beer money in his pocket. You know, a thousand bucks. That's a good night of Clyde's, right? You know, he's just paying for his drinks. I got to head up to the Sunoco yeah. and grab myself some uh some let, me, let me just sign the sweatshirt real quick so I can pay for it. Oh, you want me to sign it? Great. That's uh, that's Saturday and Sunday, not just not oh, just Saturday know, yeah. now. That's a night out at Clyde's, a signed sweatshirt. So, Redskins theme for, for Dude of the Week and Schlub of the Week. And it's come that time where we end our episode. We present our weekend appetizers. Which it's just in the name, guys. We are getting excited for the entree of the sports weekend. Well, the sports weekend is the entree. So here on this Thursday night, we're just talking like, what what are we excited for, and what gets you oh, excited for? What 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 gets you excited for? An entree is an appetizer. So talking about the sports weekend, we call it our weekend appetizer and that's when we listen to some dropkick murphys we uh and we we talk a little bit of sports so scott what are you looking forward to this weekend i guess i'll lead off again this week for the 30 seconds straight time i don't know why you bring it up you bring it up every single time time. it's kind of a thing uh 
nine months in here. The, the hmm, podcast is pregnant, and you're still pointing out, oh, I guess I'll do this. Every I week I get flustered, too. I got to think about it, though. But the NBA Finals won't be starting until next Thursday. I had to look it up, the NHL Finals. June 1st. Yeah, June 1st. That's next Thursday. That's this, a long time. No matter what happens. So we what might what have. happens? Well, no it's matter. the Warriors was Cavs. <laughs> What are you talking about? It's stupid. Stu- forgive me. Sorry. Forgive me. No, no. I, I don't want to make it look stupid. Dropkick Murphy's playing now. And I can actually hear it. So yeah, it's cool. You got to respect the Murphys. I like it. Well, so you got that starting next Thursday. So I'm not even going to talk about that. That can't even be an appetizer. You have the NHL playoffs starting on Memorial Day on Monday. The Pittsburgh Penguins versus the Nashville Preds. Yep, so the Penns have won. Oh, that's in. a fish. Two American coaches. Two American coaches. Going at it. So that starts on Monday, but it's Memorial Day, so I'd count that as a weekend. Sure, oh, a absolutely. Weekend Long weekend to get excited for. A weekend happy for you. I'll be going to two of the four-game homestand, two of the three-game homestand for the Padres coming into town. Yeah, be that's, going tomorrow that's on for Sunday. Padres. Nice. So catch two of those games. Uh, you're going out. Friday and Saturday? Friday and Sunday. Oh, Friday and Sunday? Friday and Sunday. Sun, it's an afternoon Sunday, right? It's not the ESPN. So it's a one thirty. Yeah, okay. One thirty Sunday game. Cool. So those will be the... That's my little weekend app. What you got? Love it. Well, mine was just going to be Nats-focused. Uh, so you're going to get to see Scherzer in person. And okay. my... Because cool. that's Friday night he's pitching. And my appetizer was... I think... Everybody, if you can, watch Scherzer's starts every single time he starts a game because he is just so much fun to watch. Out of out of the entire Nats rotation, out of the entire National League, out of, out of just baseball in general, I feel like up there um, you have Dallas Keuchel. He's really fun to watch because uh, just look this one up. His fastball average. Uh, what do you think? Over, under 90 miles per hour. Are you going to push it? Under, dude. There you go. I can't even play this guy. He doesn't know. 88 he's averaging like this it. year. He's slowed it down. He's just hitting spots. Sure's a little bit different. He's hitting spots. He's got a little nasty movement, but he gasses it. Gasses it around 94 average. And he's just funny because he's a competitor, right? He is a competitor. So I want everybody to watch the, the Nats game on Friday. Uh, watch Scherzer and then look for the Sad Expo fan who is our own Scott. He's going to be, be there. there. You're going to be, be where? Uh, let me guess your attire. Okay. Expo's hat. Yep. Because you're the Sad Expo fan. Got Shrit. You're wearing the Trey Turner jersey, right? I have to. Number seven. I have to. Khaki shorts, tennis shoes. You got me You got me down to a T. Dude, that's, it's, it's weird. It's weird how well and how easy that was for guess me. My guess my color underwear. Nah, I'm not gonna go it. there. I guess the shorts, and I guess the that would guessing the shorts and me, guessing the you got me down to a T. Unbelievable. I did forget a big weekend appetizer, and it's actually a big part of my family every single year. Oh, the Indy 500. The Indy 500 oh, is this. Yeah, that is going. This on. Sunday at noon starts. So that's the 101st running of the Indy 500. You guys doing any barbecue? I know not you guys this year. Have we did it last big... year, and we have done it in the past. We're not doing it this year. Okay, but. You want to come by? Actually, I'll be maybe. Yeah, you'll, game, you'll, so. you'll be gone. You know what? I might still come by anyway. <laughs> Shows how much the Indy 500 means to me. That's, so. Yeah, well, the, you know. But, hey, it's, it's a cool thing. Um, I was at the track this past year, and it's, it's always a and, big spectacle. It's fun to watch. Any? Do you know who the favorite is there? Any no idea. numbers? Uh, maybe we can. We, it's always the same guys. Helio Castroneves, Danica Patrick. Guys, well, yeah, hey, it's 2017, man. Yeah, can't assume genders anymore. That's right. Sorry about that, that ladies. In the, <laughs> what we did, there. ladies in the race, but men and women in the race. Gosh, I hate how you politically correct like that. No, no, no. Well, no, it's don't look at it. Look at it as an opportunity to appear. drivers will be <laughs> participating in a 200 lap race. NASCAR men will now be referred to NASCAR persons, peoples. Okay, so the Indy 500 this weekend, we totally forgot about that, but it's all good. Yeah, you know, that's all right. Uh, Scott, if our listeners can't get enough PST, where can they find us? Uh, They can find us on Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, and Podbean on Perpetual Sports Talk. 
big four. That's that's called hitting for the cycle if you're this following right this on all four. I kept the short and sweet there. Yeah. So we need to get out of here soon. That's right. It's a little past your bedtime. But, hey, we did the two mics thing, and I'm really proud of that. Oh, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully next week will be the same, and we'll keep rolling with this. Future episodes will for sure sound uh, professional. Oh, uh, 100%. I'm we'll talk about our weekend appetizers next week, which will be Thursday. Can't Every wait. Thursday night, it's a new episode, uh, Friday morning for your drive to work. Until then, my name is John. And I'm Scott.